0: Hello and welcome to Matrix Mysteries Revealed. This is your host, Unique, and you have joined me for another podcast. So, um, today's podcast is going to be pretty deep. It's going to be probably about two individuals you may have never heard of in your life. Um, Some people that have done some research, done some studying, um, have heard of them. But nevertheless, it is so interesting and it is so relevant to the times and where we're at right now. So let's get started. Today, I want to talk about two individuals, two doctors, actually. One of the doctors is named Dr. Richard Day, and the other one is named Dr. Lawrence Dunnigan. Now, why in the world are these two doctors important? Who are they? Um, And all of that good stuff. Okay, so let me give a little bit of a backstory. Maybe, I believe, last year, a couple of years back, maybe now, I, in my doing my research and studying and things like that, I don't even know how I came across it, but I came across um, these series of tapes, or I came across some information about um, a meeting that was held in 1969. So I'm going to uh, just give a summary of it, and then I'm going to go into a reading some snippets from um, an article and a website and kind of start to put this stuff together. So here we go. First of all, in 1969, there was a very important meeting that was held, actually. Who held this meeting? Uh, Mr. Mr. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dr. Richard Day held this meeting. And who was Dr. Richard Day? He was an eminent professor and physician and medical director of the organization that we all know as Planned Parenthood. Yes, Um, for those of you all who have never heard of Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood was established in 1921 under the name of American Birth Control League in the United States by Margaret Sanger and she's really interesting and that may be another topic for another day um, A prom- uh, she was a prominent of birth control and a member of the American Eugenics society, which lobbied for women's rights to have access to birth control methods and education. Um, That's just a little bit about um, Margaret Sanger. Not going to get too much into her right now. But Planned Parenthood has been the subject of intense criticism since its establishment from anti-abortion organizations and campaigners to those who have criticized the way that organization is founded, both by the government, the Rockefeller Foundation, which for those that don't know, is a family known to be part of the, global, um, the globalist elite, and has funded Planned Parenthood since the inception date in 1921. Um, And also private donors. So what in the world does this have to do with anything? I know. Well, this is going to be extremely, extremely important information. So I really would like for you all to truly listen up and really give a listening ear to this because it's very important what i'm getting ready to share for those that don't know so dr day held this meeting in 1969 i'm going to give a little bit of an overview he held this meeting in 1969 at the pittsburgh pediatric society And it was located on Ridge Avenue in Pittsburgh. So the meeting took place March 20th, 1969. And it was a meeting of pediatricians and students. So he, him being the medical director of the organization, basically held this meeting. Now, the other man that I discussed and talked about in the beginning is, Dr. Lawrence Dunnigan. So Dr. Lawrence Dunnigan is also um, very important as well. He is the most important. Well, both of them are very important in this. Um, he was one of the pediatricians that was there in this meeting. And he found something very odd about this meeting because there was something that dr day said something that he requested actually what did he request um he requested and he asked that all the attendees that no one take any notes basically no one bring any notepads any writing utensils um or anything like that to take any notes which Dr. Dunnigan said that he found really unusual for a professor, out of all people, um, someone that teaches you want your students (laughs) to be learning and to be taking notes about what it is that you're getting ready to say. And this professor asked that there be no note taking or no recording. And the reason that Dr. Day implied was that there would be negative repercussions. Let me say that again. This doctor, Dr. Day, said that there would be negative repercussions, possibly personal danger. What? Personal danger? From a pediatrician? I mean, from a director of an organization? And is a a pediatrician and a professor, um, like he'll be in danger, like bodily harm danger. So he says possibly personal danger against him if it became widely known that he had talked about the information he was about to relay to the group. Hmm. Let's think about that for a second before I go on. It's that serious, like what he's getting ready to say. He doesn't want any notes being taken, nobody recording anything, nothing in this um, in this meeting of these students and these pediatricians. And he might have some negative repercussions and possibly personal danger. That's really odd. So Dr. Day told the group. That what he was about to say would make it easier for them to adapt if they knew what to expect beforehand. So, hmm, if you're sitting in that meeting and you're a and you're a fellow colleague and you know of Mister of Doctor Day. And wouldn't your antennas go up? Wouldn't you be like, err, you know, like the Scooby Doo, <laughs> like ro ro. Um, <laughs> but anyway, my antennas would go up and say something is not quite right. I think my intuition would kick in. Like something doesn't seem to make any sense here. But um. this was um, something of an ambiguous statement, you know, which became clear as Dr. Day spoke. So, now, let's get back to Dr. Dunnigan. Dr. Dunnigan, in this meeting, he got the impression that Dr. Day was talking as an insider, you know, rather than a person that was um, presenting a theory or speaking in terms of retrospect, Dr. Day's, um, knowledge was concrete as he talked about things that were getting ready to go on. So what did Dr. Day actually talk about? He talked about future, um, about the future and the strategies of people and organizations that had a defined plan for the world and were in a position to make sure that plan was executed. Whoa, how does that sound? Like, (laughs) first of all, he's talking about the future. This is 1969 now, I wanna get you back there. This is 1969 now. He's talking about the future strategies of people and organizations a defined plan, you know, um, and that he was in a position to make sure that this plan was executed. So, in introducing um, that plan, that there was those who had a plan for the world dr day also informed his audience that dr Lawrence dunnigan was sitting in he also informed this same audience that there was a time scale and that much of what they wanted would be achieved through plans that were already set in motion hmm this was 1969 once again Dr. Dunnigan recalls Dr. Day saying, we plan to enter the 21st century with a running start. Everything is in place and nobody can stop us now. What? And that he felt relatively free to talk about this to those he considered friends. So those students and those pediatricians that were in that meeting, he considered them friends. Dr. Day referred to those plans, to the plans of those that's in power, as being much bigger than communism. What a thing for a doctor to say. When talking about the people who had the power to devise and implement these plans, Dr. Day stated that there were not primarily in public office, but were people of prominence who would be known to the public through their occupations or private positions. So this ties in what we know about the, the globalist elite today, primarily Consisting of families involved in operating large scale financial institutions like the Rockefellers, right? The Rothschilds, um, the um, Queen Beatrix of the Netherlands, Queen Elizabeth II, and others, other extremely wealthy individuals that make up the 300 or so members. So two other statements that Dr. Day made during his introduction were that people will have to get used to the idea of change. So used to change that they'll be expecting change. Hmm. Nothing will be permanent. And people are too trusting. This is what Dr. Day says. People are too trusting. People don't ask the right questions. Let me just say that through growing up, I've always had, you know, that part of me that would always ask questions. You know, my mom always told me, you know, if you don't understand something, you ask questions. And I'm so detailed, you know, that I could probably get on somebody's nerves. (laughs) So you ask the teachers, the professor, the whoever, because I want to leave out of that situation, making sure that I know exactly what it is that, um, that I'm supposed to be doing or the situation is clarified and, um, and I don't have, you know, any issues understanding what my role is for whatever has been told or said to me or whatever studying I need to be doing or whatever. People don't ask the right questions. And I am that person that will just that will ask questions, you know, (laughs) and in my past, I've had people or let's say ex-boyfriends or whatever the case may be, you know, say, man, you ask so many questions. I know, right? (laughs) But hey, asking so many questions and then not asking any questions at all and just letting stuff happen to you, you know, which one is worse? So. He says people don't ask the right questions. So now if we look at how society has developed over the past 40 years or so, attitudes have changed significantly, especially among the generations who were born um, around the 70s and you know, and so on and have grown up in that atmosphere of change. So the development of science and technology has happened at a faster rate than any other time in history. People are able to travel to any part of the world now, spend time abroad, work in different parts of the country, something which older generations, um, you know, found or seemed to be exotic or unattainable for themselves. They could do that now. So... Here's what's really interesting about Dr. Lawrence Dunnigan. Dr. Lawrence Dunnigan had a photographic memory. Isn't that amazing? Like, I don't know if I have it to the extent that he does, but I like to say I have a photographic memory as well. But what was so interesting... Is that even though he never, you know, put pen to paper or pencil to paper and he didn't have any kind of recording documents or anything. I mean, um, any kind of recording instruments or anything like that. He was able to still recall and go back to that day and remember everything that was talked about in that meeting. So what did um, Dr. Lawrence Dunnigan do? What did he do? What he actually did is when he left that meeting, he wrote down, I believe... He went through and he wrote down a number of things that, that was talked about. Pretty much every major topic that was talked about in this meeting, he wrote it down. And so he actually did some taped interviews to his writings. And it was pretty interesting. Now, These tapes are about an hour long each. It's about four different tapes. And so I want to read this little excerpt that says that um, based on the taped interview with Dr. Dunnigan in 1988 is when he did these taped interviews. um, A bunch of memories. Uh. They collected a bunch of memories from him from 1969 that happened. And in the analysis of the events since that meeting 1969, they they um, have been able to gather like a starting point where the things that Dr. Dunnigan had um, remembered that was talked about, some detailed things that Dr. Dunnigan talked about in that meeting started to uh, develop Let's just say in a, around 1988 or so started. That's about the starting point. Um, and if this meeting was in 1969, how in the world by 1988 could he be able to recollect and be able to say these were the things that were talked about and that you can now see the things in 1988? that was talked about in 1969 that he wrote down from what he remembered in that meeting because he felt that these things were so important and like this doctor was talking about all type of stuff and I will and I will get to that in a moment but um they're so significant there are significant events that have occurred since then, since nineteen sixty nine and nineteen, you know, eighty eight, um, when he decided to do these tapes and things. So, single handedly, this gentleman uh, remembered so many things that were talked about, um, and this doctor. Dr. Richard Day basically covered things that had nothing to do with the medical industry. Nothing to do with the medical industry. So this is how it made sense that Dr. Lawrence Dunnigan knew that this man had to be an insider, that he was speaking to the elite, that he was speaking to... Um, Speaking from being in these inside secret society meetings that we think are just conspiracies and things of that nature. This was 1969. These tapes are so deep to listen to these interviews. I just want to talk about um, just some of the things that he covered in 1969. Just some of the topics. Um. Some of the topics were um, disease, euthanasia, families, fluorination, food, and GMO. Um, He talked about sex. He talked about fashion and sexuality. He talked about homosexuality, laboratory babies, um, sex education media and sex, population control. This, mind you, let's get back to this was a pediatrician. Well, he was a director nevertheless, but still he was he was directing this to students and pediatricians. Why in the world would this man have a meeting talking about all of this other stuff that has nothing to do with the medical industry? So, thank God for (laughs) Dr. Lawrence Dunnigan. I believe, um, no, he's definitely no longer with us. I believe that he passed away in 2004. But thankfully, he was able to get out this information. And I just want to, um, I remember listening to the tapes and some of the things that he talked about was like astounding. Astounding this was 1969 people once again this was 1969 what is it that he talked about something that really stuck out to me he said that there were going to be these you know televisions that would you know look like movie screens or look look you know look like they have flat screens and that those screens and that those are, and they would call them smart TVs. And he said this. And he said that all of those smart type of technology things would be recording you in the house. So that they wanted to start to change from the obviously type of TVs that they had Back then and what in the world Did this man in 1969 Know about a smart TV Know about a flat screen When just about now everybody in society Every family In society is sitting with more than one In their home And he said that there would be Recording devices For the government So that the government Can keep track on Who's knowing What's going on Who's a, a real truth seeker Or you know Who they find will be A problem quote unquote For them in the future And I was like whoa Then he talked about The music industry He said this, talk, this doctor Talked about the music industry You know how they were u- How the music industry Would be used to set An agenda To set certain agendas in the world and so they would use the artists and things like that and then he talked about homosexuality and um, basically the agenda that they were going to use music to push certain agendas which hello we can totally see that happening nowadays they talked about everything so This man, Mr. Dr. (laughs) Um, Lawrence Dunnigan, I was just totally amazed, totally, totally amazed. So there's a series of three tapes that he did all at once or the interviews that he may have done around the same time. And then I think a few years later or so, he wanted to see if some more things were going to come to pass that he um, that was talked about in that meeting. And it did. So he actually got that fourth take out. So. As I said before, everything that I talk about is out there, you know, for the research um, and for your own study. And. If you go to YouTube, you can look up YouTube and you can look up um, Dr. Richard Day and these tapes should come up for you. And as I move forward in different episodes, I am definitely going to cover a lot of things that were talked about in this particular meeting just cover the topics and talk about them because we need to talk about this stuff. This stuff isn't just happening. This stuff has been in the plans and in the works for decades now. And it's things that's going on behind the scenes and we think that, oh, certain things are just coming into play and things of that nature. No, absolutely not. This matrix that we live in you know, this is a it's a false place. It's not reality. We don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes. The elite are controlling everything. Everything is going to be get to a point that we're not going to be able to do anything. Um So anyway, this has been a longer, um, a longer podcast than what's expected, but I hope that I have sparked your interest and I have um, talked about some things that definitely matter. That definitely will make you say, "Oh, let me go and look up this person. Let me go and find out um, for myself um, about this Dr. Richard Day and Dr. Lawrence Dunnigan." So. Thank you all for listening. And as I end all of my podcasts, are you on the blue pill or are you on the red pill? And to all my blue pill listeners, once you swallow the red pill, you can never go back to blue. And no matter how long you stay on that blue pill, you always have the choice to swallow the truth. This is your host Unique and now it's time for me to get about this matrix. Till next time, bye.